Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome. This is episode 189 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. We're too much talking and pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Hannon and I'm joined by a man who is uh, just currently packing and getting ready for our take two Two Vets Talk Pets far north Queensland adventure. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good, Robbie. I'm good. Yeah. As you're saying, mate, both on holiday. Hey, you're hey. beauty. Hey, uh, hence, you can, uh, you can hear the joy in our voices, listener. Can't oh, you? it? There's a, there's a certain extra pep in the step, mate, you know, oh. where, uh, yeah, it's, fr- it's a Friday afternoon where we're here, we're recording and uh, just knowing that, you know, it's, we, we've yabba dabba dooed out of there for a couple of weeks. It's, it's, it's excellent. Exactly. And I was sitting, I was sitting about a seven, I reckon. And then, then holidays came along and I'm, I'm definitely 12 and a half now. So. Oh, 12 and a half yes. out of 10. You've you yes. right up there then. There you go. Very yeah. Good. For anyone following the new TikTok trend that's out there. Oh right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, yeah. no. Are you, you know, does that does that mean you got bad breath or anything like that as well? That then you're you're trying to rate yourself <laughs> on, or I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. No, no, not at all, no. not at all. No, no, you're not. We're not trying to. Well, well, the, yeah, yeah. The the funny thing is, right? So, um, I'm so old, so so old, and so when there was the um the the outbreak this week of um of shenanigans from uh, two Collingwood footballers of of whom I am a supporter of, um, uh of doing doing their tiktok stuff and they're going oh this has now become a trend on tiktok oh, i'm just i'm just too old this just doesn't make sense to me anymore well we did get a, que- a, a listener question during the week um on patreon and they um they wrote the question and they said oh in my eyes um robbie was a 10 but then oh. i found it but then i found out he's a collingwood supporter Oh right, and, and yeah. that, that's pulled me down, yeah. has yeah. it? Obviously, yeah, 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 down, yeah. Down How far down? One and a half. One and a half. I've come down one and a half, or down two, one and a half. No, yeah. Oh, you're down one, two, one and a half, mate. Holy crap! Yeah. Jeez, that's a yeah. that's like a that's like a Matterhorn right. well, sort of you know, d- descent there. It is Collingwood. What can well, we say? Well, there, is, there is Collingwood, you know, but you know, that's we're, we're not we're not all we're all tar- not all tarred with that same brush, you know. Like there is there there is, there is some you know some, some good nice amongst. people that are calling. There's some good. There always is. Yeah, it's a bell curve, Lewis. Excellent. You know, Excellent. You know there's a, someone. There's always bad eggs in the in the uh, in the bunch, but you know, I'm not one of them. So, but that's right. I'll take the one and a half. Excellent. Um, well, the other week I was at the was at the AVA conference, uh, as I think we talked about last episode at the yes. Gold Coast, and I forgot to mention that. Uh, uh, just to sort of arrive to the conference first time, we go around all the stands. You now there's all these uh, stands, all the the companies and new products and things like that. Yeah. Of which one product we we might have a little uh, little sneak interview on in the next next couple of weeks or so. Yes. Stay tuned. A little little uh, sizzler there, and walked up to one stand and you know sort of I was I was talking to a stand across the the way from this one and a lady came out from this stand and sort of. You know, came up to me and, oh, I know you, 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 you I know you. Oh, yeah, oh, not, not oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. great. Yeah, that's nice. Lovely to know. She goes, I've, I've, uh, I've got your sticker on, on my car that I drive around for work. Oh, right. I, yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So, what, so, yeah, uh, you know, obviously I've got quite a few stickers out there, but I, I did think probably it was our podcast sticker. You know? Hopefully it was the podcast yeah, sticker. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. yes. And I said, not oh, the, yes. not the, not the, you know, don't, don't let this man anywhere near schools kind of sticker. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the podcast. She goes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, I've never listened to the podcast, but I've got a sticker on, on my car. I was like, oh, right, well, that, that's nice. So you never listened. You know, how'd you get the, the sticker? And and uh, and she said, uh, you know, she goes, well, you know, with with work, I've got another nurse who drives around with me. You know, we we're quite busy in the car. She she obviously knows your podcast got the sticker, and she's put it on the car. And I've looked up the stand it was, um, and it's uh, Eden Hills Crematorium. <laughs> So big shout out to those guys having our sticker on their well probably on their hearse, I imagine. Yes, Just, uh, yeah, the, the, the driving around. Yeah. So good to know we're getting some some coverage, a bit of you know, marketing perhaps. Yeah. Anyone who goes, there's the 
cremation for the yeah. pe- cremation service with uh, Lewis and Robbie on the back. Now, 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 now this this is a car that it's a, it's an anecdote of a car that um that I saw. It doesn't unfortunately it didn't have the sticker on the back of the car, but it was um uh, I I saw a um a hearse that was being um that was being towed it was on the back of a a Ooh. flatbed truck being towed around um so you know the the irony of a hearse being dead anyway um but the uh the the it had a personalized number plate on it the personalized number plate was stiffy really really oh, not not a word of a lie wow. a hearse with a personalized number plate of stiffy on the back of a flatbed truck wow um, i yeah. guess uh I suppose um you know bar twenty's closed down, so maybe the the owner of bar twenty was giving those away for free when it yeah or oh, the the the, the yeah. stiffy number plates yes yeah yes, maybe not, yeah probably it, 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 yeah I'm I'm not sure if it was then it, it might have been like uh it turned into like the the uh the Viagra uh mobile or something like that that might have been the the uh the car that the Viagra reps might have been driving around in as well just just oh, with, the back of it just. Yeah, put pulmonary hypertension in dogs. You mean? Is that what Absolutely. Yes. Yes. yes of Sildenafil. Course. Yes. Yeah, that the, we use Viagra for. Yes. The, 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 the right. epidemic of uh, of pulmonary hypertension <laughs> in dogs going around now. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It reminds me of a vet who was uh, certainly in one of the leafier suburbs in Melbourne who uh, who unfortunately got done uh, for supplying testosterone to oh. to uh, the local gym. Jim, oh, uh, right. Jim Buffs, and apparently not, 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 not Jim's mowing, but but Jim, yeah, no. yeah, the the, uh, the the Arnold Schwarzenegger style Jim. Not that and, Arnold Schwarzenegger was involved in it, but and apparently, uh, I mean, we do use testosterone in animals, or did in the past for for sheep with uh, with uh, a pizzle rot. Pizzle rot, yes. And th- this guy in the leaf, this person, I won't say male or female, uh, had the most number of sheep in the whole of Victoria. In the leafy suburb of Melbourne, with pizzle rot that needs wow. a lot of wow. testosterone. So, so a, lo- a lot of rotten pizzles in the uh, in <laughs> yes. the in the leaf leafy oh. in a suburb. Not in to say a lot of a lot of lambs to the slaughter, certainly as well by the sound of it too. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of lambs to the slaughter, I, another thing happened this week. I had a. Yes. Uh, um, uh, we've got uh, we had a cat in in isolation at work, and um, and uh, sort of it was it's out the back area, and um, yep. And where uh, the owner said, oh, can I drop in and see it? And we sort of said, oh, yeah, you can drop in and see it, but we prefer you didn't go into the room. Just, uh, you know, just seeing from, from the um, from the door through the window. Yes. Good. And so so I was out the back with them and they were sort of almost fairly close to me. And uh, and I was fairly busy. And I said to the nurse, look, uh, do you reckon you guys could do this anal gland that's come in? I said, uh, Sean, unfortunately, he's not around. Sean's not around. Yeah, anal gland specialist. Wa- yeah. Waverly Animal Clinic now working yeah. hard in, on those on those anal glands. Especially so with like, me not there now. Well, yeah. He's, he's the man. It. He's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the one with the small fingers. That's right. And, uh, and I said, could you guys maybe go and do that? Just help me catch up. And so that was fine. They, they went and did that. And I was, so I was at the microscope looking at something under the microscope. And and one of my nurses, I won't say who, they certainly are a listener. Right. They come out uh, after doing the anal glands on the dog. And here I am at the microscope and the, the client sort of hidden around the side, just uh, looking in on the cat. And uh, she's come out the back. She's gone, that was such a well-behaved dog. You could have put anything up that dog's ass and it wouldn't have <laughs> minded a little bit at all. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And I've got my eyes down the microscope, but I'm going, oh dear, oh dear. Oh my so I, so yeah. I've looked out. I've got a mask on. I've I've been big, wide-eyed, looking at the nurse, going, "I beg your pardon, yes. I beg your pardon." And she's gone. She didn't know what I was. And my eyes are wide. I'm like, ah. Uh, and she's gone. And then the lady, the owner, has gone. Don't worry, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed. So it was it went well in the end. But I thought. You know, sometimes oh. we do say things at the vet clinic that are perhaps not quite always suitable, but yes. mainly suitable for the podcast usually because we just bring it up. But yep. uh, like I did now, but some of the things we do say, yeah, maybe not so suitable in front oh, of clients. Oh, my goodness. They're all in jest and joke and a uh, bit of a dark humour, but uh, yeah. <laughs> It, it is always that one. tough one, isn't it? You know, when you're, um, 
you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the dog was very compliant and, and very well, you know, you, she could have, <laughs> she could have done anything, but you know, it's not necessarily something that needs to be broadcast no. to, the, uh, no. you know, to, to the masses. Some, some, some things that some mysteries are best left a mystery, Lewis. Yes. And it's sort of good now because every time that nurse comes in, I, I just look at any item and I go, would that have fit up the dog? How box? about this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about this box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't shown her a pair of Gelpies, have you? And said, how about this one? Would they, would they fit up there? You know, nice. What about this chair? Well, this chair, you yeah. know, like just, I'm going to, I'm going to milk it for, for months. Which angle, so, which angle do you reckon you're going to be able to fit that yeah. one through? Exactly. So uh, to, to the, to the nurse who's listening, who knows it's them. <laughs> welcome to my welcome to the future of uh, jokes on you. Excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah. And uh, also, last week I did a dental on Olive. And, oh my um, goodness! And have you still got all your fingers? Yes. Well, no. Yes. Bit of gabapentin and bit of yeah, zucchini beforehand. Bit. Yeah, yep. bit, yeah, plenty. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting because I've sort of been looking at her teeth, and I normally do one a year on her. Yeah. And I've been looking at the teeth, and and as a vet, I was going, oh, they're actually pretty good. Should I do one this year? Shouldn't I do one? I thought, well, actually, she's due for her vaccines. You know, she's not as compliant with able yeah. to give needles to. You she wouldn't did... be able to put anything up her bum. <laughs> no, no, no way. No. As one, as one, uh, uh, as one client said to me this week, he said, you know, the dog was fine last visit until the vet went to put the th- thermostat up its bottom. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> and I said, Indy, would that have fit that thermostat on the wall there? Would that have fit up that? Would that, that one gone well? up there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that we're anyway. mentioning the name of the nurse. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang. All names have been changed. We better yes, get to the disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll put her in it there, haven't I? Anyway, so yeah, uh, so Olive, yeah, I booked her in. We did a dental on her and I'd been looking at her teeth grossly and thought, no, nah, they look pretty good. And, you know, classic vet style. I thought, no, nah, I better do it. And lucky I did because turned out did some dental x-rays. She had uh, two teeth that had bad resorptive lesions, Ooh. one that had fractured. Right. Um, and and also a cane on that um the previously had fractured, but now obviously taken a little bit more off and had an exposed pulp on it. So right. Um yeah, so it took it, ended up taking uh, three teeth out from her. Yeah, right. Um, of course, the 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 resorptive lesion ones we just cut the top off as as we do, cut the cut yeah. the crown off. Um yes. and amazing. She got she got a cough after the, the procedure. Right, yeah. the, the ET tube down the throat. Just yeah, you know, gave her a bit of grief. So uh didn't get it from like, the cat in isolation that you well, know, as yeah, the no. owner was uh you know not, trying, not to, an, trying to thankfully yeah. not airborne problem. That, that no, that's uh, good. That that thing which I won't say I've I've mucked up on the name. I'm not gonna say what the cat's <laughs> got. Uh and so yeah, she's got a bit of a cough, so there was a bit of worry, but it's amazing now, sort of we're 10 days out, yeah, actually become a little bit more friendly. Oh wow, okay. Which is a classic example of one. You can't just look at the teeth and go, they they do or they don't need doing. You actually need yeah. to give an anesthetic and take x-rays often Correct. to get a good idea. Yeah. And two, that she probably had a little bit of a headache from those teeth, given her yes. a bit of grief. Um, and now she's actually a lot more friendly. She's rubbing her head on everything and oh, really nice. smooching around. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that the change in her demeanour, I mean, it might be a, a residual effect of the zilkine we gave her. Oh, what would they then? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if yes. anything, if anything else was going to settle her down, other than either having her teeth done or you know having anything stuck up her bum, it'd be the it'd be the zilkine that she was on too. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, well, we could just thank zilkine, couldn't we? Our sponsor. Thank you very much for giving Olive a lovely induction and a lovely wakening up from her anaesthetic. Oh, and and Lewis, were you concerned at all about the safety of zilkine when you were giving it to giving it to Olive? That's not possible, Robbie, because it's so safe. Oh, it's, I it's, uh, why it's, is it's, it so safe? It's a derivative of milk, mate. So it's it's, it's oh. a natural. It's a natural product. Milk's never caused a problem to anything unless you've right. got lactose intolerance. But, yes. but you don't have to worry about that with Zilkin. Well, she's had some horrible wins since, but we won't bring that up because no. that's obviously the lactose component. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> fine. She's fine. But thank you to Zilkin. There's alpha been Great for anxiety. If you're taking your cat in for a dental, get them started on Zilkin about three or five, four days before, as I did with Olive. Hey, have you ever noticed just how much a sneeze alpha cazozapine sounds like? Uh, uh, alpha cazozapine. Very nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, close, close. Yeah, no, it's, it's one a, of those a, 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 a words. Oh, yes. Well, my, is that what um, it is? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, my um, my sister-in-law, whenever she sees sneezes, she says Burmagui. 
which is interesting. So, right. so you know, I might, I might start trying to say alpha Kazozapine rather than Bur- Bermagui. We'll see how we go. I mean, I do, I do very short sneezes, though, so I'm going to have to work pretty hard on trying to get it out, you know, pre- pretty quickly. But yeah, anyway. I, I, I have been told I'm, I'm a bit of a uh, attention seeker sneezer. I have that's been mentioned once or twice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Put, you put, know, I, I always put yeah. some mayo on it yeah, too, mate. Why not? Dad sneeze. Yeah, dad yeah, sneeze. Yeah. You got to. You yeah, got to. Yeah. If you're going to sneeze, especially these days when everyone thinks that when you sneeze, then you're giving away COVID. So yeah, if you're going to oh, going to yes. make a song and dance about it, why not make it good? And speaking yeah. of making it good, my goodness, delicate care makes some good food. Yeah, don't they? Just they've uh, yeah. they've got some amazing stuff. And if you've got a bit of a sneeze going on, oh, or your dog, well, no, it's a bit bit of a got some allergies. Yes. Not sneeze related, usually. No. Uh, great product. You use the sensitive skin for the dogs. Sensitive skin and stomach for the dogs is a great one for those dogs that have got common uh, food allergies. Uh, so maybe yes. they've got some diarrhea or they are itching or scratching mm. because of food allergies. So definitely get them on the, the delicate care skin and uh, stomach, which is yeah, made it's from a novel protein yeah. diet of, uh, of duck and kangaroo. Yeah. Australian and even- duck, Australian kangaroo. I was going to say even better. It is Australian made and Australian ingredient choices. So, um, and Australian owned as well. Would you believe yes. it? So, big thank you to those guys at Delicate Care. Absolutely, and also a big uh, thank you to our uh, to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com. Uh, search for Two Vets Talk Pets. For any of you guys that have. Uh, Put your hand up and put your hand in your wallets and uh, and and send us a little bit of money uh, each week. We really really appreciate it. Or every month, um, you know, if you'd like to support the podcast, go to patreon.com. Um, and, and any contributions are, are, are greatly appreciated. But you know, if you if you can't and you just want to listen, well, tell a couple of other people to listen as well because you know even then that is awesome to get the uh, you know get the listenership up. We really appreciate it. So good exactly. on you guys. And, and you know, any contributions are welcome, but Robbie's very fond of a folded contribution if that was where you were thinking of going. So the, the folded is there, is there folded any... as in a note? Oh, a note, <laughs> yes. no, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah not okay. a gold coin donation. Robbie's very fond of yeah, the folded. fold up, fold up a, go, a gold coin. That's going to take yes. some, uh, take, take nah. some going. Uh, and 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 either of those, you know, the gold coin or the or the note going to be better for, um, I don't know, let's say a, a nurse whose name rhymes with windy, you know, that might. <laughs> You know, it would be better up a dog's bum or maybe, maybe not. Hard to say. Put a coin up the coin, you reckon? (laughs) A coin in the slot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Well, speaking of sending me pictures, mate, as you did the other week. uh, Yes. This reminded me, it's an article I saw. Reminded me very distinctly of of what, of of memes you often send me. Yes. And it was, uh, it's it's an article from The Guardian. The guy, right, so yes. High, high, high for looting stuff. Oh, very, very high, high, um, high brow. As the tide rose, it began to look perilous for Millie, the Jack Russell Whippet Cross, who had defied the efforts of firefighters and coast guards to pluck her from treacherous mud flats. So the rescuers had to think imaginatively and came up with the idea of attaching a sausage to a drone. Right. Wow. A sausage drone. You understanding the link here, mate? Oh, definitely. Yes. I'm on with you. Uh, uh, Hoping the scent of the treat would tempt Millie to safety. It worked gloriously. Millie has been reunited with a grateful owner after following the dangling sausage (laughs) to higher, safer ground. Wow. Millie disappeared after slipping her lead in Havant, Hampshire, and after frantic public appeals was spotted on the mudflats in danger of being engulfed by the tide. She resisted efforts to encourage her to a safer spot until a drone pilot suggested attaching food to one of the unmanned aerial vehicles that had been used to track the dog. It was a crazy idea, said Chris Taylor, the chairman of the Denmead drone search and rescue team. Wow. But they pressed ahead and after checking Civil Asia Aviation Authority regulations. Right. Okay, so are you allowed to fly yeah. a sausage? Yeah. yeah. Are we? Is, it, is a flying is sausage allowed over uh, 10,000 10, feet airspace within yep. two kilometers of an airfield? Is yep. it okay to have a flying sausage? Not a flying saucer, <laughs> but a flying sausage. Flying sausage. And the MTO. Oh, what's the MTO? The MTO of their machines. Oh, for those. Drone aficionados, mate. We know, we know. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your pool capacity, Matt. Well, 
that's for the sausage aficionados. This is for the drone aficionados. Right, right. Is the maximum takeoff weight. Right. Maximum surely takeoff that, weight. Surely that's just on the box. I mean, really, you don't have to go through the manual to go, hey, the drone can hold a sausage or not. How, we just put it, it on it. I wonder, yeah, and then does it take off or not? Yeah, I wonder if yeah. I wonder if now on the <laughs> I wonder if now now on the drone box, whether or not it's got like, you know, is it like a one, two, three or four sausage compliant yeah, drone? That's right. And well, you surely you'd know just because it's got like forks coming down. It's got like four forks or two forks just to, yes. just to and, stab the sausage on there. But, but, but as, as, as you, you know, no doubt aware, Lewis, you're not all sausages are made equally. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a cocktail Frank, there's a big Polish sausage. There's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different variations. So, so you, I don't think we should be so arbitrary as saying whether or not it can just be a one, a one, two or three sausage, you know, a, a takeoff weight capacity. So you think it needs to stay on the side or are we looking at it, you know, like on the side, it's like four little boys or, yes. or two Polish sausages. Is that right? I, I think we need some sort of uh, yeah, a, a, a surface area to weight ratio um, sort of sausage, you know, sort of a, a length girth kind of uh, kind, kind of situation. <laughs> How can we not laugh juvenile as we are, hey? Look at us go. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue. Uh, the res- rescuers calculated they could attach a single sausage to a drone. Calculated. Right. Ace, calculated, yes. Okay, so they've weighed the sausage Yep. and gone, oh, surely you're just hanging it off there and going, it's taken off or it's not taken up. off, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously? You go up. Yeah, 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 you hit it. Drang <laughs> as the wires tensioning. <laughs> you, know, you, hear, you hear the music building in the background. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's lifted up. Yes. <laughs> Taylor said one of the local residents on the beach where we were flying from supplied us with the sausages. Nice. Sausages? I thought we only attached one. Well, here we go. I think they were from Aldi, right? Aldi, sponsored by, obviously. Yes. If you're listening, Aldi. Known throughout the world for their drone-compliant sausages. I thought that'd that'd be more German sausage, wouldn't it, from Aldi? Well, possibly, yes. Yeah, maybe, yeah, you would, you yeah. would have thought anyway, so. The woman cooked them up for us. Oh, right. Yeah. So the dog's out they there sausage. sinking into the mud flats, and she's yeah. wheeled, the, wheeled, like, wheeled her barbecue down onto the beach, the local resident. Yeah. Are they Gone ready to go? Alley. No, Gone I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to give him food poisoning. And that's that's right. It's not cooked through yet. Yeah, she's gone off to Aldi, bought. 500 sausages because bulk's the go in Aldi yes, you know, yep. for $2.50 for, for a non-folded note, I'm sure. Non-folded. Non-folded. Yep. 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 $2.50. Come down the beach, wheel the Weber down. Got, got the, it up. Would, would you like the Aldi catalog? I don't have time for the Aldi catalog. <laughs> I'm just here flavor, for the sausages. She's calling out to the dog. What flavor sausages would you like for tea? Lemon rosemary. Yeah. Uh, anything from Aldi would be fine, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> As it's, as it's sinking into the mud flats. Um, so she cooked them up for us and we attached them with string. Perfect. Sounds, Perfect. sounds feasible. Yep. To the joy of the rescuers, Millie took the bait. If we hadn't got her away from that area, the tide would have come in and she would have been at risk of drowning, said Taylor. It was something we had never tried before. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 The Aldi sausages or just the whole drone setup. Well, so so now, now what are the? Um, I'm not sure if it goes into it at the end of the article, but I wonder if whether or not the um the drone society now for their Christmas parties, when they have the have their sausage, they just sort of have their guys lying on the back, and now that they know that they're allowed to fly a sausage and it is a a one sausage compliant thing, that they can just sort of fly the sausage down into the open mouth, ah, into the into the mouth. They have a bit of a game that how low can you get the sausage without. Without the guy lying on the ground, chomping it, like, you know, kind of dangling and, and up and down and up and down. It's like a bit of a competition they have. Oh, the 500 like, Albany sausages that they've frozen for their Christmas party. And, and then, and, but then the thing is what, what Barry doesn't know when he's lying on his back with his, with his eyes closed and trying to get the sausages is then, you know, because they, they, they have good time party funsters at the, uh, at the drone society. They actually drop, drop a raw one in there. They go, oh, boy, oh, you, oh, you sods. That's a raw sausage. <laughs> We're gonna do a whole podcast on sausages, are we? This is great. Oh. <laughs> raw sausage. He's not looking. 
I don't think that's. I don't think that you're allowed to do that, Robbie. Hey, hey, that would be um, considered to be inappropriate. Well, well, possibly, possibly with without you know sort of without consent. Consent, consent's yeah. an issue there. You, 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 you need consent before you drop a raw sausage into Barry. someone's mouth with a drone. Barry, we're Barry. going to play a little joke on you. <laughs> this sounds like a Judge <laughs> Judy thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is this is a I civil case. I cook sausage, and I got a raw one. I got a raw sausage. I had diarrhea for a week. You know, Brian over there. Oh, I, oh, I was, I was lying raw there. sausage in my mouth. I was lying on my back. All I mouth I open, eyes closed, yeah. trusting. I was expecting to hear the sound of a drone. Yep. And all I heard was a zipper. And that was where <laughs> it went. <laughs> I couldn't work out what was, what was going on. Anyway. If I. If we had got, I think. So, sorry. What? Just one. Just one more completely useless segue. Um. Uh, it was there. Was there any option there to try and have tomato sauce on there for the sausage? Like, was there another drone that came along or put put onions on there or anything like that? I mean, oh, I know you so can't feed do- the dog onions. So, we're not talking about for the dog. We're talking about the, the 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 drone Christmas party. Okay. Is there an option for getting some 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 grilled grilled onions on the sausage when it's delivered into Barry's mouth? Well, maybe it didn't say if they got that in the Audi purchase that went right. Yeah, the pickup. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, right. Because Millie was hungry, it worked at luring her away from the danger to high ground, which wouldn't go underwater. We certainly would consider using sausages again. Yes. Success, obviously. Not hot dogs. No. Not raw sausages. Cooked sausages. Cooked sausages. From Aldi. Every dog dog and search operation. Every dog and search operation is always going to be different. Well, yeah. Yep. True. True dat. Yes. But if we're ever in a similar situation again, we would employ the same methods to lure the dog. Of right. the cooked sausage. I, yes. I wonder if they're uh, they're writing a standard operating procedure for the saving of the next dog on the mud flaps. Yes. It starts with get Beryl, local resident Beryl. Yes. Head off to Aldi. Straight to five, Aldi. 500 bulk sausages. Bulk sausages. Aldi, come yeah, down don't, the beach. Don't, don't get the, don't get the, the, the catalogue. Just the sausages. <laughs> Wheel down. Wheel down onto the beach with the weather, cook yes. it up, you know, you know, no, don't use uh, uh, fire lighters or anything like that. Use, you know, the good kindling and really start it going. Cook yep. the sausage, attach to drone. M-toe of drone is okay for one sausage. One sausage. Take off, uh, dangle. Don't do the, that funny gag on Barry. Phil no, Barry. no, 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 no. That's, this, this, that, that, that'd, be, that'd be immature. To do it's that, right. especially right. after how sick he got the last time. Yeah, and Barry, uh, Barry's since left the uh, the Dean Mead drone search and rescue team because yeah. he didn't feel he was included as part of the team. Well, he was he was made the butt of the jokes because everyone had every, everyone had started yeah they, they just started sending him raw sausages and well, he's going to ask Indy if that, that might if that was going to work <laughs> the drone would fit. Is that what you're wondering? <laughs> Or, or the raw sausage. Yes. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, um, that, that, uh, oh, it's more. Why well, you think I'm going to cut short, mate? Sorry. Hey, no, 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 no. Lean into it, mate. I've been, I've been building this story up. I mean, we're trying to find some content here. We've been talking for a good 20 minutes on the, on the sausage, the drone <laughs> and the sausage. Store, and you're going to cut me off and talk about something sensible. Not at all. No, no. I was going to talk about something even less sensible. 189 episodes, mate, and I've, this is this is my best work. This is my awesome. best material. Oh, mate, just, yeah, just coming off the long run, then go for it. Uh, nah, that's about it. You go for it, mate. <laughs> um, so uh, I've got one here: a, a talking pet budgie dating ad seeks partner for bird. Mm. So mm. A, a Queensland woman has posted a dating ad with a difference to social media. Kaz Roberts hatched the plan to find love for her beloved budgie, Birdie Num Num. With the hope of passing on his pretty num num gift, Miss Roberts said the four-year-old budgie had an impressive ability to mimic and knew more than sixty words and phrases, many of which weren't suitable to print. Mm. Oh, he's got a potty beak! He swears like a sailor. Miss Roberts laughed. It's so inappropriate, but it keeps me very entertained. I have no idea where he learnt those from. Miss Roberts, who lives in touch a koi in the gimpy region put a post online seeking a female companion for her feathered friend 
while the post attracted dozens of comments, the search is continuing. I'd like to keep the gene pool happening, she said. Birdie Num Num is the offspring of two therapy birds at Gimpy State High School. I think we know where we learned all the swear words, Ms. Roberts. <laughs> all those kids in therapy. Yeah. Teaching, teaching them <laughs> A few his, choice words. His parents were used as companions for special needs students. So I think those special needs students might have been teaching Birdie Num Num maybe a couple of uh, what can only be described as MA 15 plus words. Yeah. No, uh, he's got a splayed leg. I think it's where the parents sat on him, Miss Roberts said. How many birds do you know that sat on, that sat on their offspring? Not many, because usually yeah. they're an egg. That's a that's a that's an uncommon thing for a bird to sit on their offspring in the nest. Yes, to keep them warm. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm, okay. And um and and that's probably again another reason why he's got the why he can swear. Get the off me, mum! You broke my leg. Um, no one really wanted him. I adore him. He just loves me. He just loves kisses. He preens me all the time, following me around the house. If I walk outside, he'll just hang with me. He doesn't fly away. He doesn't even have his wings clipped. Miss Roberts said that if she found a suitable mate, she'd love to train the babies to also be used as therapy birds, uh, maybe speech therapy. It's got a great, it's a great thing for kids that have a disability and they're a bit overloaded, she said. Just put them down in a nice quiet area and they have to be gentle because they've got a baby or an animal in their hand. Australian Budgerigar Society Vice President Wayne Robinson said it took an enormous amount of time oh, to Robo. teach a budgie to speak. And Robo. Birdie, yeah, Robo. And, mate, Robbo from uni. Oh, absolutely, Robo. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Birdie Num Num's abilities were very, very impressive. Quite honestly, it's rare, Mr. Robinson said. He had he said some budgies said hello or a person's name. But to actually be able to talk that many words is quite unheard of, he said. And, in, and the fact that this bird now possesses that ability, it will be able to be passed on to future generations of his progeny. So it's not out of the realms of being able to be completed. Miss Roberts said she had been warned by other budgie owners that adding a female to the mix could result in Birdie Num Num reverting to his native tongue. But I don't think he would. But all I can do is try and see, she said. It, the female bird, will have a beautiful home. It's not a nice name for the female bird. It um, it mm. will be very well looked after. It'll she? go on holidays. We'll send you postcards. It'll go on holidays. Where does it go on holidays with the budget? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess sure. if it's a therapy animal, it probably goes on the plane with them, sits on the sits next do. to them. Might do, yeah, as, long they, as, it, as long as it doesn't get sucked up into the ventilation. Yeah, <laughs> the ooh, yeah the uh, the app that they meeting on is it was it it was a bumble foot bumble foot yes yeah, bumble yeah. foot the app yeah. i think yeah. she might have sent it out on twitter oh on twitter but because good. he swears so much it was twitter yeah yeah right oh, there you go one, mate. There, so birds nice. bird birds that like to swear um we, num nums uh, so uh, back when I was a kid, my grand, my my nan loved having cockies, uh, cockatoos, and so she had one in the um in the cage, and um and the cocky died, and so she's really she's really upset, and so dad went and bought a uh, bought a new um a new cocky for a new cockatoo, um but this was back in the days of the trading post, the uh you know, where you you know, you, re- you get on a Tuesday you get the trading post and you read through, um and so he's come over going here you go mum I've bought your new budgerigar. Oh, no, not a new Padre, a new, a new cockatoo. And oh my goodness, did this, did this cocky swear. Wow. And, oh, and, and, wow. And so, uh, you know, um, it's just asking whether or not I'm playing music. I'm, I'm, that's how, that's how good I'm. Um, very lyrical, know, very, very, very lyrical. beautiful um, tones, mate. So, so yeah, poor, uh, poor, poor Nan, she was a little bit disappointed with her, uh, with her cockatoo, but it took dad a couple of weeks to try and get everything. So she had to put up with this cocky that was uh, swearing at her for two weeks. Yeah. So what just went in the training post again, two weeks later, just onto the next home. That's right. Young yes. children in it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Would would, would the suit, delightful bird would, would suit home with um yeah with people that don't mind copious swearing. Yeah. Deaf. 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 Uh, have hearing hearing impaired suit, suit for, for therapy <laughs> for hearing. Imagine, yes. imagine that. Imagine then if the uh you know the that the person in the house can't hear it, but then they're living next door to the you know, to a kindergarten something like that. <laughs> ah, shove it up. Oh your yeah. Ass. Oh ah. gosh. Indy, Indy, shove it up your ass. Right. Woo, woo. Gee, windy. Whiz. I said windy. 
Yeah, he's featuring a lot. He is. <laughs> Windy is. Yeah. Um, this is an article I saw uh, in the, uh, uh, where was it? Fear, Fear Free Pets about Gabba oh, Penton. Gabba right. Penton. Uh, entitled Gabba Penton Reduces Stress in Feline Patients. Excellent. We sort of knew that, didn't we, I suppose? Well, well yeah, we know that through Olive. Yeah, well, that's right. Interesting. There's a study now. This is from April. No sooner do you read the alert, caution will bite on your next patient's chart when you hear him enter the building, loud yowls in the waiting area, followed by hissing, growling, striking and screaming when you dare to peek at him through the carrier in the exam room. It's a scene. Is it a scene from a veterinary horror movie? No, no. it's every day. It's all right. Just a senior cat who's been losing weight for a couple of months. He's overdue for an F3. And, oh, by the way, can you also trim his nails? Perfect. That is very true. Fear of the veterinarians are common finding among our female patients and, unfortunately, left unaddressed can often escalate to aggression and worse veterinary care. Cat parents may put off bringing their cat to the vet due to the stress involved, and veterinarians are often unable to perform an exam, diagnostics, treatments, or put a thermometer up their bottom, a thermostat, up the yeah. bottom, bottom due to risk of injury. <laughs> if you ever attempted to examine, in inverted commas, one of your feline patients by observing them solely from the carrier, a recent Journal of American Veterinary Medicine Association study may bring hope. In the double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled study, two groups of healthy cats of at least six months of age were given either gabapentin, or neurontin as we know it in Australia, or a placebo capsule two hours before the first of two veterinary visits. One group had a history of fear-based aggressive behaviours and the other did not. During the vet visits, the cat parent was present but did not interact with the cat and the vet attempted to go through the following steps in the standardised clinical exam, corresponding to a compliance score of zero through nine, no handling. So zero is no handling, I think. Uh, no, th these were the things they did in the standardized clinical exam. No handling, moving the cat from the carrier, cardiopulmonary auscultation, so using the stethoscope, abdominal palpation, intraoral exam, have a look in the mouth, ear exam, eye exam, rectal temperature, and finally, return of the cat to the carrier. The exam was stopped if the cat tried to bite or scratch the vet. Okay, so Olive... Uh, where, where did Olive no make handling. it? Yeah, no yeah. handling. <laughs> no handling. Straight up, no handling. Removing the cat from the carrier. Yeah, nah, wouldn't be yeah. doing that with Olive. No, <laughs> just open the cage and let her walk out. The exam was stopped if the cat tried to bite or scratch the vet, but the exam continued if the cat hissed or growled. Okay, nothing like pushing oh, yeah. them. On the second of the two visits performed a mean of about 15 days after the first visit, the cat received the opposite treatment of either placebo or gabapentin and the steps to attempt a clinical exam were repeated. The results suggested that the compliance scores of the cats in the, the fear-based aggressive behaviours group that received gabapentin was significantly higher, median nine, than the same cats with fear uh, fear, what was it? Fear-based aggressive behaviours that received a placebo, placebo medium 0.5. Forty-two percent of the cats receiving gabapentin did experience some side effects, mostly common, most commonly drowsiness and myo relaxation or muscle relaxation. Just myo relaxation. Just, just relax into it. Just chilling, just chilling. Yeah. However, all adverse effects had resolved after approximately 10 hours, which is a reassuring point to make with concerned cat parents. In addition, most cat parents in the study rated the gabapentin and the placebo as being fairly easy to administer with regular food. If you're not using gabapentin routinely, if you feel feeling patients to reduce stress, now is a great time to start. An easy way to get cat parents on board is to send home a fear-free goodie bag. Whoa. It includes two free doses of 100 milligram gabapentin, a trial dose and a day of dose. An individually packaged Feliway wipe and the fear-free handout, how to prepare your pet for a veterinary visit. This is sounding a bit like an ad now. It is. Cat parents. Are they sponsoring us? Did you get, do you pay for this? Where's my, no. you didn't, hang on, piece of the hang on. stuff coming your way. Woo! Woo. Make Woo. it rain, brother. Cat parents who balk at having to pay a dispensing fee for a gabapentin prescription may welcome a sample. And gabapentin is so inexpensive that the cost versus benefits of actually being able to handle and treat your feline patients will pay off a thousandfold. Mm. Just make sure you discuss potential side effects and recommend that they give the gabapentin a tasty treat to avoid causing a food aversion with their regular canned food. If the cat parent does their part by administering the gabapentin, their fearful cat, 
we vets must do our best, do ours and use feline friendly handling. A perfectly mellow cat floating away on a cloud of gabapentin is going to come crashing to earth if they're scruffed or dumped out of their carrier. While removal from the carrier was the second step in this study's standardized physical exam, if a cat doesn't want to come out of the carrier on their own, they'll often become more, much more distressed when they're removed from the familiar environment of their carrier. Try removing the top of the carrier and allowing your feline patient the option of hiding in the towel. You'll find that you can often do an entire exam of vaccines and sample collection this way without escalating to fear-based aggressive behaviours. So nice to have a little study that backs up what we already know, I think. That Absolutely. Great little bit of kitty magic. So if your cat is fearful of going to the vet, pop in and see your vet and say, look, can I have something? Can I have some gabapentin potentially? Yep. We don't, we need to talk to your vet about it because it is a prescription medication. It's not something we can recommend. Talk to them about, you know, uh, whether or not it's an option for your cat going to the vet. And so we've started doing that um, for cats and for dogs, uh, you know, just trying to help to, like I, I'm saying to a, a client the other day, you just go, yeah, I'd, I, I'm at the point in my career, I don't, I don't like fighting with dogs and cats, you know, that don't want to be there. You know, I want to try and do things to try and help to make them feel better because it's better for the animal and it's better for us and it's better for the owner. Um, and so what we do, we charge, you know, we basically just charge for the tablet. Like that's yeah. it. You know, we don't, you know, mm. it, um, like I'd, I'd love I'd to say, do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not in it for the money of trying to sell, you know, the, the stuff to try and make our job easier. I just want to make our job easier Yeah. because, because if there's a, I don't want it to be seen as like, oh, hang on. Now they're just trying to make more money. Like, no, it's not that, that mm. at all, you know? No. Um, and I think clients are often surprised when they go to like, so if an animal comes in, like, so I had a dog, dog do it yesterday, came in for the vaccination. Um, and it was like in the history, you see the last three visits, it's getting worse, worse, worse. Mm. It's a two year, two year old, you know, Kelpie dog coming in for its vaccination. I said, look, your dog's getting more and more scared every time it comes in. I think we need to try and do something different. Um, you know, I think for the, like, when, like, she went home with like four different tablets or something like that. And I think in total, it came in as like $5.50 or something like that. So it's like, you know, I, I don't need to be, like, I'd, I'd rather make our job safer, the dog happier and the owner happier, you know, if that happens and that means I'm doing the right thing, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not in it trying to, you know, trying to make a whole lot of uh, money off it. So, yes, and, and I think, I think definitely. that's really important. So yeah, but, no, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely and I mean, well. it can make, I mean, as it is, you know, if it means you can examine the cat it means you, you can do a better job. hundred percent. too. Yeah. That's really where yeah. it comes down to it. And then they don't hate coming and then they might have a good experience the next time they'll be better and better and rather yeah. worse and worse as time goes on. One so, of um, yeah. uh, uh, Tracy, one of our listeners is probably listening to this of knowing with her, with her cats, what it's like where, you know, when they come in with the, with the gabapentin on board and suddenly we can get blood, we can get urine, yeah. we can do all the stuff that we have to do that previously you couldn't do at all easily or safely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. Excellent. So go to your vet and ask, ask a bit of that. Absolutely. Right, better get onto the slime, I reckon. All, mate. The, all advice on the show is generally in nature. So please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything. Um, we've got some questions, do we? Yeah, we do, mate. Uh, we got uh, questions on Patreon from Rebecca Duffy. So uh, shout out to Rebecca. Thank you. Long time supporter of the podcast. Hey, Rebecca. And, and, and we certainly do appreciate your questions very much. So, hey, guys, I have two summer related questions. So obviously she's uh, from the Northern Hemisphere because we're yes. in winter, dark of winter down here. Well, that's the reason why we're going to Queensland, Lewis. We're trying to get yes. summer there. We're trying to get closer to the equator. Exactly. Yeah. Is sunscreen a necessity for dogs in the summer? Should I be concerned about my Westie getting sunburned? Is doggy sunscreen a scam? So that's question one. Mm -hmm. Question two. My other question is about swimming hygiene. Do I need to give my dog a bath after swimming in a lake? Just wondering your thoughts on the subject. Thanks so much. Hope to hear Deb and yeah. Christina on the oh, pod soon. Wow. Well, hello. Wow. This is a, a new a, one. A Christina and Deb um, style podcast. They both, yeah. those, those, those two introverts would love that. 
Well, I think Dev would be all right. I'm oh, sure. Dev would be all right. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Christina, Christina might have to proxy uh, you know, through. through. No, we, we could make that happen, couldn't we? We, get, we put Christina and Deb in the room. We press record and then we go to the pub. Hey, I like the sound of that. Yeah. The problem is we'd have to change the name of the show because Deb isn't a vet. Ah, Christina right. is a vet. So yes. would it be two legends or two? What, yep. what can we say to, to really uh, bump up our grade from a from a four to a ten, mate? Is there something we could say that, that we could question. name it to, to two, uh, two amazing two, two, women? Two, two vets introduce um, two uh, lovely uh, people to talk about pets. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, a bit, bit we need to pump the tires a bit more, I think. Right. Two okay, amazing, right. intelligent, yeah, funny okay. women yeah. talk. Did, on did you the forget two to bring the talk pet did you forget podcast. to bring the wash did you forget to bring the washing in or something like that? Well, did like you? I said, yeah, mate, I was it was it a four and a half, so I'm trying right. to work work up. Trying to work like, your way back up. Yeah, work at, back up, you know, cleaning the pool. It was one gotcha. thing you, you said yes. was a, a good one that you, you do at your place. So yeah, good, no. Nice. Must be nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've got to oil up first for it, though. You know, unbutton the shirt and away we go. Well, well, speaking Um, of oiling up, mate. Yes. Sunscreen in dogs. Sunscreen in dogs. Yeah. Um, Is it a scam? Is it a scam? Yeah. Well, like um, like Mr. AI we had the other week. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is it a scam? Gee whiz. You know, I think... um, I think sun protection in dogs is definitely um, a valid thing to consider, particularly in certain types of dogs. So, um, you know, with um, with the whippets, it's something that we're very um, aware of, of, you know, dogs with thin skin and non-pigmented skin or thin coats, thin skin um, in around the, the, the groin sort of area yeah, um, yep. you know, where they're very prone to getting solar damage, which can then go on to cause skin cancers. Um, Westies though, I mean, Westies are usually pretty hairy little beasts. So, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty thick skin. I can't actually remember, like I've certainly seen them in, I'm running through my head, you know, beagles and boxes and, you know, and yeah, yeah, whippets and greyhounds and, and beagles and things like that. But I don't, don't remember ever having seen a Westie having, um, having, uh, problems with it. I mean, sometimes you might put some sunscreen on their noses if they get, yeah. um, like a, um, like a muco, um, uh, mucocutaneous pyoderma on their nose. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you could probably get sun sunburn on the nose. I suppose well, I can't say if you remove one on the nose of a dog, but yeah, if, if it's pink or a, uh, or a, I suppose an exposed nose with a lot of hair on it up to the, the sort of the plane of the, the, the black part of the nose, or if that's pink, you possibly could consider doing that. And, but I guess it's really hard putting sunscreen on a dog because they're pretty quickly going to lick it off, especially lick the England region. Off. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you are worried and we do seem fairly hairy around the, the, um, around the, the, uh, the crotch region, the, mm. between the thighs there, um, and they do lie on their back a lot in the sun, then maybe you do want to get them like a, a little coat or something like that, a t-shirt, mm. something like that to cover that. It might be better than actually trying to, you know, lather them down in some sunscreen that's really just probably going to either come off in the lake, which is the yeah. next question, or yeah. be licked off pretty quickly. And and also, because if you're trying to get it on the skin, like you've got all that hair to get through, if you're going to be shaving the hair off to get the sunscreen on, all the <laughs> hair is probably going to give you some protection. Um, there are some spectacular uh, 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 sun protective uv protective um uh, sort of garments that you can buy for your dogs um so if you have a look at those online like they're really good really good flowing sorts of things so then the dogs don't get too uh don't get too overheated and if you are worried about the nose i have seen um for like the the collies and things like that that can sometimes get these these uh, uh pyoderma so the the, the infections on their noses um they're kind of like the the little tennis hats that you see the um the, the people in the in the country clubs wear, but except of wearing them on your head, they sort of come down over the nose. So they're kind of like a duck bill sort of situation. So it helps to keep the sun off the nose. So if, if you are if you've got problems with your nose, sometimes that can be a really good thing to to try and use for your uh, for your dog to keep the sun off your nose too. So is sunscreen a scam? I don't think it's a scam, but is it necessary? Maybe not. 
Yeah, probably more to worry about perhaps in white cats might be a bit more of a concern mm. on their noses and ear tips. And ears, correct. Yeah, very common. We get um, yep. solar damage there and, and then turns potentially to squamous cell carcinomas as well. So perhaps more concern for a cat than than for a dog, but, but mm. good good question there, uh, Rebecca. And then thoughts on uh, swimming in the lake, mate. Uh, do we have a bath after swimming in the lake or where we're at? What do you think? Um, I... I I'm a big fan of if dogs are muddy and dirty, then wash them. And if they're not just dry them off, you know, I mean, yeah. unless, unless the lake is, um, you know, it's a, a, a lake slash effluent pond, then, 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 then <laughs> yes. yes. If, maybe you're on, if you're living on, if you're living on a dairy farm and it happens to be the runoff from the dairy, then, oh yeah, you're washing. Yeah. Yep. Particularly before they get in the car. Um, or if they're, if they're, you know, and, if the dog comes out and it's all muddy and dirty and they smell like, you know, duck poo, then go for it, Rebecca. I reckon that's a, that's a perfectly good reason to give them a wash. But otherwise, if it's just a lake, yeah, it's probably, probably okay. Yeah, probably I, right. so. I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about it. Yeah, uh, covered in blue-green algae. Yeah, <laughs> look, you might want to consider a wash or keeping them out of it. Yes, keep them out of it in the first place. Yeah, if there's if there's any sort of colored algae that you can see in there, whether it's red, blue, green, magenta, you know, like maybe a, maybe a nice, you know, purple, you know, I'd, I'd probably keep them out of the lake at that stage. But otherwise, no, yeah. If they're if they're stinky, wash them. If not, dry them. They'll be right. I think so. And the only thing we sometimes see sometimes is ear problems from wetting their ears if they're going to the lake all the time. So, um. You can try drying their ears out a little bit as best you can, mm. you know, with, with like a, just a finger and a tissue so yep. if that, if that just to keep the ears a little bit dry. But that's probably the only sort of things that really, I guess if you, if they keep going in the lake and every time they come out, they get a skin infection. Well, yes, then you are washing them after they go in the lake, but if they go in the lake, they don't stink. They're not dirty. Eh, don't, not fast. Probably don't worry about it. Keep, mate, keep your keep your life simple, Rebecca. You know, just uh, you know, just just put it put another episode of Two Vets Talk Pets on and walk around the lake and let them dry off before you hop in the car. Sounds good. Sounds good. Fantastic. I love that, yeah. mate. Alrighty, beautiful. Well, next episode, hopefully, yes. we'll be uh in our little secluded spot under the palm trees. Under uh, the trees. Yeah. Under the trees uh, without the crocodiles. A... I'm not going to go swimming with the crocodiles this time. <laughs> no, no, no. Not put off by that, that mate. No, we oh, it. yeah. Look, if you can see them, it's fine. It's when you can't see them, it's a problem. Yeah, most that's of the a time. Thing. Most, most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Well, actually, we did a tour there with up there with some Indigenous people. Um, in, um, some indigenous guys, and they they took us this spot that had the signs, you know, crocodiles here, and we basically walked past all these signs to go onto the mud flaps out onto the beach to do this this crab fishing stuff, and they we as we walked past the signs, I've gone, um, are these uh, back uh, the signs, um, guys, what about those signs? Like, Don't worry about it. We smell them well before we see them. And I was like, okay, okay, right. I've got a I've got a bit of a cold, blocked nose, but <gasps> all right, I'll take your word for it. No worries. All right. All good. We're all good. We'll smell them first. No worries at all. Perfect. <laughs> so there you go. So I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I make sure I got my nose nice and clear then mm. for when we're up there. Bit of Vicks first. Vicks really Perfect. Get it. Yep. Really get it. Yep. Excellent. Oh, just, 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 to, just to clear the sinuses out, like a like a little um little bag uh, from for the nose. Little bag, the- from ba- little little uh, little booger sugar from Bailey Smith. You think? All right, mate. Good stuff. Perfect. Excellent. Alrighty, guys. Scratch you later. All right. Uh, yeah, um, send us an email at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Find us at two, uh, uh, two vets talk pets at patreon.com. Send us a message. Lewis's mic dropped. He's probably going to stop pressing record. Probably going to, you know, he's, I don't even think he's there. If you guys can hear me, well, you know, we're still in this together. Good on you. And we'll talk to you from North Queensland. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.